Hello and welcome back to the show. First up, I'm talking to Hawks about a song called Low. Hello, how are you? Hello, hello. hello. How are you? I'm very warm. I'm very wet and drippy. Oh. 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 Wrong. <laughs> Can you tell us about the song Low and the story behind it? And is it part of an album or an EP or a standalone single? So Low is part of our up and coming EP, which is going to come out in November. It's the third single from the EP. The way the song came about was that I was going through a um, really hard mental health period of my life and I decided I hadn't written any songs in like a really long time and I thought okay to, to kind of solve this desert situation I need to go away and take some time out. So I went to this fisherman's hut in Sussex with my cat and a mini amp and a guitar and um, just kind of wrote for two days and. Um, I think realized through writing low that like it's really easy to try and put on a front and be strong and just like pretend that you, you're kind of on top of everything. But the idea behind low is embracing your vulnerability and um, finding power in vulnerability and finding power in saying that like actually things are really shit and, you know, recognizing your weakness, but also seeing that things are going to get better, you know, and finding your strength in that. Mm. Yeah, so that's really the idea cool. behind the song. That's really cool. Excellent. Tell us about your musical history. This is a big one because obviously there's so many of you. How long have you individually been writing and recording and how long have you been together as a band? We've been together as a band for about two years now, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. think we had our second anniversary like last month. Yeah. Have any of you been writing since you were little? Yeah. I started when I was seven, I think I wrote my first song when I was ten, and it was it was terrible. <laughs> it was called Love Potion. <laughs> I used to write songs to my cat. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Something to do with Bubble having a snuggle. Oh, yeah, Aww. I remember the melody, but I'm not going to sing it because it's embarrassing. <laughs> You've just embarrassed yourself. You might as well. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I'll sing the melody to my song then that I wrote, yeah, called Love Potion. With the lyrics? Yeah, so the chorus. <laughs> love Potion, Love Potion, oh yeah, Love Potion, Love Potion, oh yeah. That's that's the chorus. I won't go any further, but gotcha. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> really deep and meaningful lyrics. Yeah. You know? Although, if you put a guitar behind that, you could sell it. You know what, like, that sounds like a funk hit. I can just hear the, like, James Brown guitar behind that. <laughs> sounds like a poem. <laughs> Actually, I like it. Yeah, we work on yeah. it, man. Yeah. Let's make it a Hawks track. We'll take that in the studio. <laughs> Tell me about your influences musically since you were little until now. How have they changed and which one has stuck with you the most? Oh, God. Who do you want to start with? Go with you. <laughs> I started probably with pop, just starting drumming, and then got into more jazzier stuff. This is the first rock band I've really been in. So up until now, it's been like jazz, funk, soul, everything but heavy stuff. So now I'm playing heavy stuff, and it's, it's a lot of fun, but there's still a bit of jazz influence in there. I love that. My favourite band was The Doors, and they came, as you know, the drummer and everyone else, they mixed it all up, and it's it's just, you can't really have a great sound without having different influences, so yeah. it's brilliant that you're doing that. I love it. Yeah, I love The Doors. Oh, love The Doors, yeah. Yeah. Amazing band. What about your influences, Anna? I first started with um, Greek folk music. That was the first music I learned. Um, That's cool. Yeah, uh, my dad is Greek. I grew up in Greece, and so that was like the first music I was exposed to. Um, but then it was more classical for a few years, like 
got really into classical guitar and then thought this world is too pretentious for me so I'm gonna buy a seven string guitar and go underground <laughs> and play metal <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's that's the thing we all have in common you know we all have such different influences but actually like the more time we all spent together the more like metal came out of all of us mm. I was gonna say because we started off with a kind of rock blues kind yeah. of uh, vibe and then it's just got heavier and heavier <laughs> we've just dragged each other down <laughs> tuning's got lower and lower <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally down yeah <laughs> I always ask this question, but I've been looking forward to asking you the most because I've been listening to your songs. And usually when I listen to music, I can tell some some kind of influence, but it's been so difficult to find yours and listening to you. To, yeah, I'll get it now. Yeah, similar to Anna. So I'd started off with classical as well, but it was classical piano and in orchestras. And then, yeah, hit, hit you know, 13, decided guitar was probably cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, just got kind of heavier and heavier. And but yeah, then I worked in a, a studio and was introduced to like loads of different types of music, like there was a lot of grime and UK hip hop and things like that. Uh, and then yeah, came back came back to metal <laughs> full time. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Are we heard from Iman? So I started off classical as well, and then um, I went jazzy. I played jazz trombone for a bit. My first real influences was like I was really into gangster rap when I was younger. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and then I sort of found. I did think about that when uh, you 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 sang Love Potion. I thought that influenced. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's proper gangster. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, a bit of pop, bit of gangster rap. Two different types of music. <laughs> uh, and then I found metal like quite early on and I stuck with it. But I've only really been playing bass for the last six years, so my influences have definitely changed. Deftones is like my favourite band, and they influence me, I would say, in terms of my songwriting, because I like all the chord choices mm. that they use. They use a lot of interesting chords, which I like. It's interesting. A lot of you say classical and jazz influence from the early on and then come to heavy metal yeah it's so interesting yeah can you tell us about any upcoming plans you've got like new releases even if it's uh, videos or even like do you do insta live videos it's probably difficult if you're not getting together mm. no live videos we we just played the heavy music awards mm. so our performance for that is on youtube um on the mosh channel that was amazing for us because um it was the first time we'd played together in like six months <sighs> So, and it just, you know, to have such good sound, good lighting, good everything, like it was, it was such a positive experience. But down the line, we're recording, we're recording our next EP, actually, in November. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Excellent stuff. Give us all your social media links so we can all check you out. Hawks Music for every platform. And that's with a double X, yeah. not KS. Yep. H-A-W-X-X Music on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Thank you. Now, is there anything else you want to mention or talk about? And this can be literally anything before we play your song. Anything. <laughs> Are you sure you want to give us that platform? <laughs> Absolutely. Please go out and buy our song. It would be great if you could buy it off Bandcamp because then uh, we get more money <laughs> and we can actually afford to record our EP. Yeah. <laughs> so if you do have any spare change, uh, then please buy it off Bandcamp. If not, then please stream it off spotify or wherever you normally get it from uh but if you do 
want to purchase, then that would be amazing. Yeah. Excellent stuff. It is a hard time for us artists and, you know, any any support means everything to us because we're all struggling, starving. Yeah, like we miss, we yeah. miss gigging. Gigging kept us alive. Mm-hmm. It, it did indeed. Mm-hmm. So we're really, we're fighting. We're fighting the fight right now. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. This was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to introduce your song? This, this is low. low. <laughs> that was so cool. Perfect. Bye, <laughs> Hawks. Stop my system and...
Next, I'm talking to Battle Within about Pretty Girls. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, how's it going? It's very well. How do you do in lockdown? Did you get any writing done, new songs or anything? Uh, yes, sir. You know, I've been uh, grinding and putting down more lyrics to new songs. Excellent. In a minute, we're going to listen to Pretty Girls. Can you tell us the story behind the song? And is it part of an EP album or is it a standalone single? It's just a, a standard little single that I put out. And the uh, story behind it was just, I was just chilling outside and uh, back in America. And uh, I just ended up, like, I wanted to make a little fun song, but at the same time, a little bit of more emotion into it. So that's how Pretty Girls came along. There was, like, nothing too special about it, but, you know, I just had it. Good stuff. Okay. What's your musical history? How long have you been writing and recording music? Uh, writing and recording music, probably about close to three years, but also been lyric-wise, probably, shoot, probably like six, seven years. Who are your musical influences over the years, from when you were younger and now, and how have they changed? And is there one that stayed with you the whole time? Because I was born in, uh, in Russia, and I, came, I got adopted by an American family. So whenever I first came to America... I would also li- I would listen to um, Eminem, hmm. a whole bunch of Eminem. That's the only person I really ever listened to. And then as as soon as I got, grew older and started listening to more and more music, started listening to uh, Juice World, some Lil Peep, you know, some Travis Scott, you know, Drake, and all that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any upcoming plans that we can look forward to? New releases, music videos, online, Insta Live videos, anything like that? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I have a new new song I'm actually working on called uh, "My Life," and it's it's a very upbeat, just like uh, "Pretty Girls." And uh, definitely, since I just came here to London, I'm definitely going to be doing some live shows. Excellent stuff. Good, good, good. Tell us all your social media links so we can check you out. My Instagram is Battle Within, you know, B A T T L E, and then W T H N Battle Within, and then uh, YouTube is the same thing, just Battle Within. Is there anything else you want to tell us or mention before we play your song? Oh, yes. I really want to put this out. Everybody that's in the music industry or wanting to be in the music industry, I want them to really grind for what they really want because, you know, nothing's just going to get handed down to them. Just stay on the grind and something's going to happen in your life. Good stuff. Very nice. Thank you very much. Do you, sir, want to introduce your song? Here's a Battle Within, Pretty Girls. Where the pretty girls go? Let me know. Trying to figure out why my mind's moving slow. Baby, take a chance on a broken soul. Cause today is a day you won't wanna let go. Cause I, I've been waiting for you. Heart's raising for you. Don't take it for granted. Don't let this vanish. Leave me with no damage. Girl, I know that you've been feeling lonely All these guys treated you like a trophy One day they're there, second day elsewhere Let me show you worth more, not a nightmare Living young, dumb and reckless I know you're tired of being rejected Don't cry no more, I know it's hard But you have to cry before you walk Maybe you should know that you're worth more Like designer, let me show you what you're missing let me show you the world, I can buy you some pearls Only one for me, my only girl Where the pretty girls go, let me know Trying to figure out why my mind's moving slow Baby, take a chance on a broken soul Cause this day is a day you won't wanna let go Cause I, 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 I've been waiting for you Trying to figure it out, what's the move? 
shot, play it cool Baby, take my hand and let's keep it smooth Where the pretty girls go? Let me know Trying to figure out why my mind's moving slow Baby, take a chance on a broken soul Cause if day is the day you won't wanna let go Cause I For granted, don't let this vanish. Leave me with no damage. Next, I'm talking to Chloe and Adam from Tides about Broken Record. Hello, guys. How are you? Not bad. Thank yeah, you very good. much. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing with that lockdown we just said? I mean, uh, did you get anything done? We've been trying to work a lot on our promotion uh, because mm. we had um, three recording done and ready. As we'd never gigged before, we were really a brand new band. We decided to play our card online on social media and that's what we've been focusing mostly during our, our lockdown as a band in a minute we're going to listen to your song broken record can you tell us about the song and the story behind it and is it part of an ep or an album or is it a standalone single broken record is about um addiction okay it's just the point of view of a person that is that's stuck in that vicious circle of addiction and having at the same time people really trying to help and trying to get people out of that state but at the same time having the addiction pressure like putting pressure on people and not being able to understand and to control the urge of like substance um, addiction basically well that hits me because I was I've been sober for two years but I was an alcoholic for a few years and now I'm a qualified counsellor so I love the story with that one I'm gonna have to listen to that more that's great while we're at it tell us about your other song Silver Lining the story behind that one? Silver Lining, uh, so that was our first release. Um, Silver Lining is about um, overcoming hardship and uh, learning self-love and um, start to appreciate who you are despite maybe past experience and just leaving the bad in the past and keeping hope for great things to happen. What's your musical history? How long have you both been writing and recording separately and how long have you been together? All five members of this band, basically, uh, Chloe and I, we sort of cherry-picked musicians we already knew to form this band. Okay. So Aaron Smith, our bassist, is in another band with myself. Um, Oz, one of our guitarists, he also plays in another sort of stoner rock band with us. And then also Aaron Hall, who's, I'll call him our songwriter and guitarist, definitely. He was in a band called Lock Up Laura, who were quite successful around our area a few years ago. So we've all known each other a long time. But yeah, we formed last year and then ever since we've just been, I mean, we've been writing a lot of material and just trying to get as much recorded and promoted as possible, really. It sounds like you've been together for a lot, many years as a band. It's very tight, very cool. I like Thank it. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of time in the practice room, to be fair, but obviously not really before lockdown, but before we released our first song, we spent almost a year in the practice room every week just bashing songs and making it as as perfect as we could because I think in this band there's a lot of musicianship going on so we're always trying to push each other to give the best out of things always giving productive 
criticize so we've got to know each other all quite quickly like i said musically we all knew each other before but and yeah it's just not being afraid to to really analyze the music and, and talk about how to progress with it a lot of bands have been in the past you write a song you finish a song done this band it's not like that it is we've got okay we've got a song how can we make it better it definitely shows i like it hopefully your musical influences over the years from when you were litter until now how have they changed and is there one in particular that stuck with you the most Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm, I think mm. that's kind of an obvious one. I'm an absolute groupie for uh, Miles Kennedy and Alter Bridge. I mm-hmm. love Alter Bridge. Not yet. I, uh, I grew up, uh, my parents were not listening to rock music at all. And um, and one day I, I just found this uh, big uh, CD under like plastic and I didn't know what it was. And it turns out it was a... Uh, the platinum collection of, of Queen. I've never listened to it before. My parents didn't either. And I put it in my Walkman CD going in the road to my parents. And the first note of, of Bonian Rhapsody, just remember, just my mind went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freddie Mercury was the initial original kick in the butt when it comes to my uh, mm-hmm. vocal. Um... Definitely a one-off, that guy. Yeah, legend. What about you, Adam? Music-wise, I mean, I grew up with my dad loving progressive rock and my mum sort of, loving punk rock from London and Excellent. so it was a bit of a mishmash growing up I had Rush playing and then I had The Clash playing it was a bit weird but yeah and then I've grown to love kind of that I don't know solid modern kind of rock sounds you know with like Alter Bridge Shine Down a perfect circle you know it's kind of polished produced kind of bands you know that kind of I love a bit like stadium rock you know you go and see bands like Muse as well or like I said before Alter Bridge and you just have the big stadium sound what are your upcoming plans apart from music releases? Do you do live Insta videos or have you got any music videos coming out? Any gigs or anything like that? We've cancelled, I think, 12 gigs this year, thanks to a certain pandemic. But we've done one show. We, I am looking into booking us more gigs. And I've, I've spoke, I think yesterday I was talking to 14 different venues around the Midlands and Yorkshire, um, just getting the feel of what's going on in the live, live scene at the minute. It is very hit or miss. And I think a lot of people are scared to do the live music thing, of course, which is good because, you know, as a band ourselves, we all, we all, most of us work either in health or education. We're taking this very seriously ourselves. So we don't want to breach any guidelines when it comes to COVID. So really we're focusing on i mean we've written nearly 20 songs we're looking at sort of recording uh, two or three eps that then we may congeal into an album hopefully into next year and that's something that we're going to really focus on in the next few months so good stuff it seems to be it depends where you are whether you can gig or not because a lot of people are saying they can't get anything and other people are saying yeah there's little ones around here and there and everywhere else but some people have to travel quite away it's fucked up everything, isn't it? Yes, definitely. That's what we're that's, that, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, yeah, so many people said that they got a lot of writing done and a lot of recording done, but they really miss the actual feeling of playing live in front of people. I think that's one thing we've tied to particular because obviously we're a very young band and we've been working so hard on, on making music and making music sound as good as it can. And at the end of the day, we, we're in that limbo where we can keep releasing music after music, but if we don't get to play live, kind of get like part of the fun out of it. Because like, mm-hmm. we, we are all live performers as well. So it's it's a bit hard, like listening to our music is like, oh yeah, cool. I really want to be able to show people how it sounds live because that's another and, a and different experience. 
it's feedback as well. So when you play a show, you can tell what songs a crowd loves and what's, you know, there might be songs that we love and then we play them and then a crowd is just stood there like, yeah, awesome, you know, and we think, okay, maybe we need to change that song or pull it from the set. We, we're missing that live feedback, which I think every band needs. We have the online mm. feedback, but it's very one-dimensional, I think, because it's just, it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down and that's yeah. it really. Um, whereas live, you get so you get such a different feel from it and we can sort of learn from that and again like i said we said about being critical of ourselves and, and developing i feel like without the live part of being in a rock band is that we cannot develop live properly um, at the minute because of that yeah and it's true i mean online you've got this time to think about your reply whereas when you're looking at them in the face it's an instant response which you can't get online can you tell us about all your social media links facebook instagram twitter we also have published published uploaded all of our music on all the main uh, listening platforms. So you will have um, these um, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, Bandcamp also, and mainly for people who would prefer to watch music on top of listening to it. We also have a YouTube channel where you can find our free music video. So Silver Lining, which is a proper music video and two lyrics video for What Should Burn and Broken Record. And a question and answer that we did uh, a, bit, no, yeah. a, a bit drunkly. Um, that was a, uh, <laughs> a, lo- a lockdown, oh, let's be funny, a funny band while we're bored during lockdown video. And is it Tides Band or Tides Music? What was it on the on the handles? On Instagram, it's Tides underscore band. So it is on Twitter and on Facebook. It's, it's- uh, at Band Tides. Thank you for coming on. Is there anything else you want to mention or talk about before we play the song? This year's just been amazing considering the lack of gigs we've had, just the feedback we've had online from people. So if anyone listens to us and has already thrown a comment or a, I don't know, they've followed us since we've released our first track, just a massive thank you. We've actually been really blown away by just how lovely and positive uh, folk have been online. I know we've all been bored and we're all sat behind computers, but <laughs> it has been really lovely. And, and also thank you for giving us the opportunity to to put our, our songs out there as well like any emerging band uh, mm. needs people like yourself to you know to grow and uh, reach more people so thanks for that that's my pleasure thank you for coming on i really appreciate it no, thank you. and they don't listen to bad music so they're listening to you for a reason because it's bloody good music nice cool, <laughs> thank cool. You. <laughs> okay do you want to introduce your song I'm Chloe from Tides. Hello, I'm Adam, the drummer from Tides. And you are now listening to our two release, Silver Lining and Broken Record. Enjoy.
talking to christian and jamie from two meters apart about buried giant hello guys how are you yeah not too bad thanks how are you i'm okay how was you with the lockdown in general and um do you think there's gonna be another one uh well for, from my point of view i think there is gonna be another one i mean i've been all right on lockdown this is jamie speaking by the way um it's been all right for me i mean luckily work's been going all right things have been happening so yeah can't complain really i mean it's one of those things where if someone tells you not to do something yeah. you want to want to go and do it so you know <laughs> I'm not really a picnic type of person, but as soon as they said you couldn't go out and hang out with your friends, all I wanted to do was go for a picnic with a bunch of people. So, uh, but apart from that, I've been all right. Christian? Yeah, it feels like a second lockdown, which I guess just means uh, more recording time. That's what I was going to ask, (laughs) if you've managed to get anything written while you've been down there in lockdown. (sighs) To be honest, it's been been our most productive period, hasn't it, Crispy? Yeah, for sure. And uh, we've actually got a few few rehearsals in over the last few weeks as well, as it's got Eid, which has been which has been good. It's quite quite a weird experience in that you sort of stand uh, 
on some stickers which are on the floor in the rehearsal space and uh, sort of look at each other from two metres apart and uh, try and nod away and get some vibes going. <laughs> it's a brilliant name, by the way. I love it. You know, as as much as I had to say, you got to thank you got to thank the lockdown and social distancing for that. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was either that or mask and gloves, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, yeah exactly, something <laughs> like that. So, I mean, yeah, we we were just kind of, you know, what it's like when you try and come up with a like a name for a band. It is the most, it's usually the most difficult, annoying process in the world, and you know, no one ever agrees on anything. But you know, thankfully, we were just throwing around some some more kind of funny ideas and. That one stuck, and we're like, "Yeah, that, that makes sense. We'll we'll go for that." It was quite funny when they started thinking about changing the rules one meter apart. <laughs> yeah, that'd have fucked you up, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have been really great, would it? You'd have to have all the t-shirts redone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we're not doing that again. No, no. What we'd just do is just get a magic marker and scribble out the two, and then just put a one instead. That's the way. Cost effective. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In a minute, we're going to listen to Buried Giant. Can you tell us the story behind that song? And is it part of an album or an EP? It was sort of a riff, the original riff at the very beginning sort of penned a couple of years ago, I guess. And it's taken us probably till the lockdown, really, to finish it off. It was one of those ones, it's quite a long track, it's about six plus minutes. And so, yeah, had all sorts of different sections added at different points in time, but sort of finally got completed and finished the recording mastering while we're in lockdown. Yeah, I mean, you know, from my point of view, how it came about, um, you know, part of our writing process really is Christian tends tends to spend quite a lot of his time on the guitar, actually. You wonder how he gets any any work done in his, his normal life but um what he tends to do is he tends to you know write write some ideas and then and then send them through to to myself so we we, we do quite a lot of it via distance distance communication anyway and from my point of view as soon as i heard the opening uh, guitar section i knew it was something i really really wanted to work on and prioritize and from my point of view you know the, the lyrics and everything else actually have have a have a really good meaning for me so you know i've got um i've got someone very close to me who was going through some severe uh mental health problems you know lots of you know suicide attempts and things like that so you know the fact that that the song came along when you know when that was going on was was actually really cathartic for me as well so it's, it's quite an important song okay tell us about your musical history how long have you each been writing and recording and how long have you been as a band we used to play uh, together, I think when you used to play drums, James, we had a, a premier drum kit, which is obviously the creme de la creme. <laughs> it was, it was brilliant. I mean, we, you know, t- to be fair, we, we've been playing together since we were, you know, 11, 12 years old. Mm. Um, and, you know, as Christian said, I used to, I used to play the drums. I wasn't, I wasn't a singer or anything. And, you know, we, you know, we were in different schools, but we used to meet up with our school friends and, and you know, play play Pantera at the age of eleven, and then you know, play a bit of my friends from from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff like that. And you know, we we've been playing together ever since. And you know, when we were when we were a little bit younger, you know, music music for us was was our main thing. That's 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 all we did. Um, and you know, we were quite successful, and we went we went touring and. You know, we we did America and we we played in Europe and, and stuff like that. And you know, it's one of those it's one of those things where life gets in the way, and then you all go your separate ways. But you all you all stay together and you still kind of you know write music here and there. And it's, it's literally in the last probably I'd say the last year and a half, two years or so that we've we've made a a much more concerted and organised effort to 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 write more and to and to play more really. Hmm. 
I was going to ask about your influences, but you just touched on it with the chili peppers and that. <laughs> How have they changed since you were little until now? And which one? Is there one that you each have that stayed with you the most? You know, from my point of view, I, I, I've liked Red Hot Chili Peppers less and less as I've got older. It's, it's one of those things that I thought they're, they're older stuff, especially the stuff with when Dave Navarro was in the band and things like that. I thought was that was pretty sick. But then I, I thought they kind of lost their way a bit after Californication. In terms of Pantera, I mean, you know, they're, they, they're, they're sick now and they were sick back then as well. Uh, you know, Dimebag Daryl has, has, has written some riffs that, that will stand the test of time. But we've got very eclectic influences, really. I mean, I think from, from my point of view, and it might sound a little bit peculiar, is one of my, one of my big influences is Tears for Fears. Mm. Which, you know, not metal, not rock, any of that kind of stuff. But there's just something, you know, epic about it. And you mm. know, ever since I was, was two years old and my mum used to tell me the story that when Shout came on the radio, I would literally freak out. I'd literally have some sort of, some sort of fit because I was so excited by it. And even now, when I listen to things like Shout, I still get that little tingling thing. So there's something in there that that, that band has for me. And, you know, the, then there's the other stuff. I mean, you know, the peripheries of this world and, and things like that, that, that are also a massive influence on, on how and how we write and how we want to want to sound and, and things like that. I mean, Christian, what do you think? I think a lot of what I listen to, you know, there's things, the modern metal bands like Periphery and Meshuggah and all of those, but actually quite a lot comes from some of the trip hop bands of the sort of 90s. So quite a lot of the atmosphere we want to create through still guitars. Yeah, it's kind of Portis heady, massive attacky stuff, isn't it, Christian? Yeah, exactly. I love Portis head. Yeah, they're so sick. They're so mm. good. Love them. And it's 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 that kind of stuff that, you know, you can still listen to it now. And for for, for my ears, anyway, it hasn't dated. Mm. It still sounds current and, and relevant and stuff. So, you know, we've got quite an eclectic mix, I'd say. Now, this is the part. <laughs> Everyone has a bit of trouble with this one. All right, go for it. It's upcoming plans, gigs, tours, that sort of thing, because obviously no one can really tour, but a lot of people are getting little gigs here and there. Have you got any upcoming plans, like even if it's music videos or online Insta Live videos, anything like that? We've got a few things in the mix at the moment. So you say, like, uh, our, our sort of plans have been to launch, launch a new band, try and do some touring pretty quickly, but obviously that's been hastily sort of shelved. So people like our booking agents and stuff have been... Uh, yeah, there's some people really suffering right now in the music industry, it's fair to say. Mm. With that sort of in mind, I think we're definitely going down there, continuing to sort of record up, have more material ready for, for, for actually when things do get more unlocked. We've also got we've got a proper shoot of a sort of music video, which we're hoping to do. Fingers crossed uh, it doesn't get canned again. <laughs> yeah, because... exactly. Um, I think it's, you know, it's one of those things you've got to, you've got to kind of, um, make the best of whatever situation you've got and you know clearly the, you know the one thing which we we always love doing is, is wanting to go out and play and play live shows but mm. you know, unfortunately it's just not the case so you know as Christian said you know using using this period of time to to be able to write you know write more um and crack on some videos I think that's that's our direction at the moment really it's it's so difficult because the last thing you want to do is you know plan things and get stuff set in stone only for it to all be to all be canned because it just it just creates you know massive problems especially when you're trying to you know organize lots of different people and you know they've they've got their lives and 
you know, social distancing. Some of us, some of us are all right with, you know, we, we don't live with vulnerable people and all those kind of things. And then you've got other members that, you know, have to go and have to go and see people that, that might be in that vulnerable bracket. So it's, it's been really difficult, but I think concentrating on, on writing and, and doing, doing some video content is, is the way we're doing it at the moment. Yeah. Good, good. Okay. Speaking of which, tell us about all your social media links and a website if you have it. Go for it, Crispy. You're the social media guru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's got Instagram cramped, uh, Jimmy Support Band. So we're we're plugging on that pretty hard at the moment. Uh, we're just getting fired up on trying to get onto various different Spotify playlists and stuff. Um, so we've been picked up by a couple of playlists already, which is which is really, really cool. We've actually got on rotation now in a couple of radio stations in the US as well already, which is really cool. Mm-hmm rock on the radio stuff in the US which is across the US which is cool we've got our overall website but it's funny isn't it because I remember a few years ago it used to be the main band's website was the sort of key route <laughs> to getting people into the band but we, we have a page up at 2metersapart.com but two meters I would hy- say 2 metres hyphen apart if you say two meters apart, it won't go anywhere. So two meters hyphen apart.com is where the website resides at the moment. But it's true what you're saying because, you're, yeah, I mean, you were about to say something about now people just go to Instagram, was you? Yeah. Instead. Yeah, it's true. Our social media manager was talking about, oh, should we get on, you know, start pushing on TikTok as well? Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, Instagram's been crazy, really, because one of the things which has been we've been getting quite a lot of messages through from people in bizarre places like Japan and Mexico and some of the real uh, sort of metal key hotspots, I guess, across the world. So there's been some really positive responses and stuff to the, to the tunes so far, which is cool. Okay. Now, is there anything else you want to mention or talk about before we play your song? I hope everyone in lockdown, if they're into if they're into music and doing music, is using the opportunity to do as much of it as they can. You've been doing some, getting some face masks made up and stuff, haven't you, Jamie? Yeah, I have. So, so, so we're going to have two meters apart face masks, and um, you know, we because we were gonna we were gonna do kind of traditional t-shirty stuff, and we're still going to do that. But I think let's use the opportunity where you know we're all having to wear weird things at the moment. So uh, they've all been designed, and they're um, they're going to be up and available on the website probably in the next month or so. That is brilliant, though, isn't it? I mean, you're, <laughs> it's just genius. You look at somebody with a mask on, it says two minutes apart, they're going to go, all right, I'm, I'm standing away. Don't, you know. Don't yeah, do- yeah, don't, don't have a go at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's brilliant. I'll have to get one of them. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll send one to you. No problem. Oh, excellent. I love it. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. Brilliant, Austin. Thanks a lot for having me. Now, do you want to introduce your song? Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Two Minutes Apart, and this is our new single, Very Giant.
Next, I'm talking to Bethy about a song called Honeybee. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well. How did you do with the lockdown? Did you get much writing done? Yes, I've been very productive, actually. <laughs> in a minute, we're going to listen to Honeybee. Can you tell us the story behind the song? And is it part of an album EP or is it a standalone single? It's a part of my debut album called Utopia. And it's a nostalgic song about dealing with change in life and how we all have to deal with big changes like dealing with death of a loved one or ending a relationship and just coming to terms with the fact that it won't be the same, but also being hopeful for the future. Right. As a musician, how long have you been writing and recording music? Well, I started when I was pretty young, like 14. I learned how to play guitar and then just developed from there. Who were your influences when you were younger and how have they changed over time? And is there one that stayed with you the whole time? Growing up, I listened to a lot of my parents' records, so thank God they had good taste in music. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Kate Bush, Bjork, Joy Division, Radiohead, Florence and the Machine, quite a big range. It's interesting because a lot of people say they either loved their parents' influence from their music or they really hated it and it went a completely different way. Yeah. What have you got coming up in the near future? Do you have any new releases coming up or any music videos we can watch? And do you do into live or Facebook live videos? Well, I'm promoting my debut album called Utopia at the moment and we're recording a live set for it soon. Right. And we're also filming a music video for Honeybee. So that's exciting. Any idea how long that's going to be before we can watch that? Well, we're shooting it in a few weeks, so it should be out in about a month. So hopefully no second lockdown then. Yeah, exactly. Tell us about all your social media links so we can all check out your, your music. Yep, so you can follow me on Bethy Music on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube if you just type in Bethy. And my official website is bethymusic.co.uk. Okay, is there anything else you want to mention or talk about before we play your song? Do you have any merchandise to sell or anything like that? Yeah, I'm working on merch and that will be available on my website soon. And I've got signed CDs available on my website. <laughs> ah, are they the album CDs or the single? The album, yeah. Okay, thank you so much for coming on, it's been really cool. That's okay. Do you want to introduce your song? Hi, I'm Bethy and this is my brand new single, Honeybee.
Next, I'm talking to Luca about his song, All or Nothing. Hello, Luca. How are you? Hello, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing in lockdown? Did you get much writing done? You know what? Actually, lockdown was the best thing that could have happened to me. <laughs> Honestly, before lockdown, I was I wrote a bit, but not as much as I did during lockdown. And it kind of forced me to just write a bit more and get a bit more creative. In a minute, we're going to listen to your song, All or Nothing. Can you tell us the story behind the song? And is it part of an album, EP, or is it a standalone single? It's a standalone single. Every song I write is just based on what I've been through or any situation I've been through, conversations I've had. Hmm. Uh, this one is just about a girl, basically. And yeah, it's basically just about, you know, I'm talking to my mates, you know, should I go up to her, should I not? And it's just like, you know what, screw it. Like, literally all or nothing, like, you know what I mean? I'm going to let you know how I feel. It is what it is, you move on, you know? Yeah. What's your musical history? How long have you been writing and recording? Seven years now. I started at 14. Picked up a guitar, literally started everything at 14. Before 14, I played the drums. That was kind of my first introduction to music. Played them for about three years. And for the three years, just wanted to be a drummer. And then I discovered Ed Sheeran. Sorry, he was pretty cool. And my dad bought me a guitar for my 14th birthday. And literally ever since then, I've just been writing songs, singing. Um, and when I was about 18, I started getting interested in rap, American rap, UK rap, and then added it into my music. Well, you've just touched on it by saying it's true, and I'm going to ask you about your musical influences when you were younger until now and how they've changed. And you just said rap to Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Apart from him, Mr. Ed Sheeran, is there anyone else that you listened to when you were little that's still with you now? My dad is the most musical in our family. My mum isn't too musical. She sings a bit, but and she likes the music. But in terms of playing and stuff, I kind of got that much from my dad. He played the drums. He introduced me to me. He's a very good guitarist as well. Played in a band. So everything to do with playing music and the performance that I got from my dad. So and I didn't really like his music. He listened to jazz and stuff like that. So I kind of just found my own. I'd say Ed Sheeran, Drake and Bryson Tiller are three main influences in music. Very cool. Tell us about anything you've got upcoming, like any singles coming out, any music videos, or do you do Insta Live videos, anything like that? So I've got a single coming out. Uh, it's just in the mix and the mastering process. Uh, called Save Me Your Love. Right. This one, I start, I go back to my acoustic roots. Um, I started off very acoustic love song, and I still am. That's my main roots, to be honest. Uh, it's a lot more intimate than my song that's out now, all or nothing. Yeah, so I've got that coming out. That should be in the next couple of months, should be out. Yeah, that's basically what I'm focusing on, and an EP is heavily in the front of our minds. Can't wait for that. Okay, tell us about all your social media links. I know you're on Instagram. Where else are you? Yeah, so Luca underscore Zucotti uh, on Instagram and then just Luca Zucotti on Facebook. What about SoundCloud or Spotify? Yeah, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. I'm on Spotify. Uh, if you're talking Luca Zucotti, all or nothing. Excellent. Um, not on SoundCloud. Uh, I'm also on TikTok, actually, as well. Okay. How's that going for you? Yeah, not too bad. Just uh, just another social media, really, isn't it? Just, to, just another platform to put my music out, my videos. And... As long as it works. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Is there anything else you want to tell us about or mention before we play the song? I just hope you enjoy the song. I'm sure they will. Thank you so much for chatting. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me on, really. I appreciate it. No worries. Do you want to introduce your song? This is my single, All or Nothing. Yeah, one, two, I'm just busting my moves. Clubs popping, sipping drink, I'm just feeling the mood. White dress shining bright from inside of the room. Young stunner with her friends looking classy, what a beautiful view. Baby got me feeling nervous for the first time. Trying to ask you for your number, but for the third time, I'd be acting up stuttering, trying to get my words right. I'd be getting all speechless when I look in her eyes. I'm just trying to get a name, hopefully I get to know you. Tell me you've always wanted to be loved, well let me show you. I'll be making you smile forever if I can hold you. Darling, I want 
won't lie, keep it true to what I told you Can tell you insecure but I can see you got a vision I wanna be the one to put you in different positions Get your heart and win it baby girl, I'm on a mission Nah, I'm not the type to go and cheat with different women You should know you're looking stunning, your body's amazing You're not into all this raps, you're sitting there patient Till your song comes on, now you're dropping it shaking What you got, got me staring, I cannot contain this, yeah One time let me take you home You can dance in my living room, just get in your zone Dance to anything, I know you like sex by the cheat codes But you're telling me I gotta work to take you home Baby, I'll straight up tell you That I love you in that dress The way she dances on me I'm sorry, I must confess You got my heartbeat racing My head's a mess Baby, give me something I need to know Cause my love needs to be shown It's all or nothing Baby, turn the music up, bit of Drake, let it smack And I can't really hack my drink, but I'll be necking them back I know that you care about the way you look And that's fact, but it's the summertime So let your hair down and relax Let the drink go down and then you're moving your body While we're dancing in the summer, sipping mixes and voddy And I don't know if it's the drink or if it's you, but you've got me And now I've gone from being too cold-hearted to soppy But if I'm honest, it's the truth and I can't lie, I love it Little summer 16, romance and I'm blushing Keep on dancing all upon me while we're all alone Whenever you think to stop, baby, just keep on pushing Yeah, gonna keep my eyes off your body, I'm hooked Yeah, I'm faded, but I still don't think I've had enough Sun's setting and this couldn't be any more perfect Let our bodies do the talking and we'll see what's up, hey Baby, I'll straight up tell you That I love you in that dress The way she dances on me I'm sorry, I must confess You got my heartbeat racing My head's a mess Baby, give me something I need to know Cause my love needs to be shown It's all or And you'll be like, darling, please come around now Come rub me down I know you like the feel of me, baby one text, I'll be there, you're in your joggers and your hair's tied up Yeah, I love it when we're lazy Tell me you love me when you see me Hold me and please me Yeah, these little things, you know I need these But now you're harder to reach And wherever you may be I just hope that you're listening to this EP Baby, I'll show you I'll show you That I love you I love in you that in dress, your dress The way she dances on me oh, I'm sorry, I must I'm confess You got my heartbeat racing My head's a mess Baby, give me some It's all or nothing Next I'm talking to Marcella about who knows where the love goes. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm really well thinking. How are you? I'm okay. How did you do with the lockdown? Did you get much work done? I was quite productive actually. Were you? Mostly it's this and a few other things I've been doing, but can't really talk about it right now until maybe next month. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay, in a minute, we're going to listen to your song, Who Knows Where the Love Goes. Can you tell us the story behind the song, and is it part of an album or an EP, or is it a standalone single? It's basically about people that kind of get blindsided by their partner, or it could be long-term or short-term, but I was thinking more like long-term partner. Hmm. One day they just wake up and they're, they like end their marriage or their relationship, and they just walk away, and they don't really give the person an explanation. Hmm. So I think it's that like not having closure type of situation that's what inspired the song uh-huh. at the moment i'm just focusing on singles but eventually i i would like to release a bigger body of work and i'll see if it will fit into what i do then but for now it's just by it's standing by itself at the moment 
I think everyone listening will know that feeling because I think everyone's probably gone through that at some point. So they'll probably identify with a song quite well, actually. Yeah. What is your history in music? How long have you been writing and recording music? I've been writing for quite a while now. I've just been spending a lot of time honing in on my sound and my identity. And yeah, so now that I'm like ready for a release, I'm working on like this song that I've just released, Who Knows Where the Love Goes, I wrote a good while ago now. So it's one of those cases where I'm writing material now, but it's not going to get released until a long time. So you'll see the progression that I've travelled through as an artist. What are your influences over time? When you were little and up until now, how have they changed? And is there one that's always been with you the whole time? I started off with R&B and then eventually I was exposed to like jazz and soul and that fitted in better with my voice. That's what I love the most, but I love everything. I listen to everything. Mm, I think it's quite important to get an all round sound rather than just into a pigeonhole. Yeah, very cool. Okay, you touched on this one, but your upcoming plans, apart from this album, you're going to try and get together or this body of work. Do you have any music videos we can watch or are you planning any live videos on Facebook or Instagram? I've released a music video for the song on YouTube, um, so that's available now. And then we're going to try and shoot a live version of it if we can, depending on restrictions at the moment. But yeah, I'm excited to do that. And I'm excited to play it live as well, because I've only ever played it live once. So Mm. yeah, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I'll do some live stuff soon. Yeah, because it's very popular at the moment. And it's probably the only way you can do it to get your audience to see what you're doing and to interact with them, in this case, via comments. But still, it's better not doing it. Yeah, a lot of people say that it's something they're not going to do because they're in bands and it's trying to get everyone together at the same time and the time in live would be a nightmare. But are you going to do it in the same room together? Is that what your your idea? It would only be with one other person, but I can also play myself. So Cool. Tell us about all your social media links so we can all check you out and start following you. Marcella Music across the board. Marcella with an S and one L. <laughs> Right. Is there anything else you want to mention or tell us before we play your song? Go watch the video. We shot it in Kirkmere Haven and it was such an amazing location and I hope everybody likes it. I'm sure they will. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been really nice. Thank you so much for having me, Austin. You're welcome. And do you want to introduce your song? Hi, everyone. I'm Marcella and this is my debut single, Who Knows Where the Love Goes. No, you and I. I was just dreaming. We're never told when we should let go. Then came the time, and you were leaving. We have lost control of this. Sympathy, Lord only knows We're blind to our faults I didn't need you I wasn't thinking 
Let our egos reject it Our senses abandon it But did time run? Near and alongside it My fault, your fault, our fault Who gives up gifts with no control? I question time What about love? Who knows where the land goes? Who knows where the land goes? Who knows where the land goes? Who knows Next, I'm talking to Jabs about a song called Fade Away. Hello, Jabs. How are you? How you doing, man? You're all right, yeah. I'm okay. How was the lockdown for you? Did you write anything new? Uh, a little bit. I did write a little bit. I didn't do much, so I'll be honest, man. Through the lockdown, there wasn't much, uh, wasn't much to be inspired about. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't much inspiration to be writing too much. So I wrote a little bit, though. One or two little verses on that, yeah. Good stuff. Okay. In a minute, we're going to play Fade Away. Can you tell us the story behind the song? Is it about a person? What's it about? And um, is it a standalone single or is it a part of an EP or an album? Uh, so the, the Fade Away tune is going to be a part of, I might even be my first song, maybe. Okay. But a part of the Ships EP. So Ships uh, stands for Sadness Hidden in Plain Sight. Right. And yeah, so basically that, that's going to be an EP I might drop on my birthday next year. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too sure yet. That's what I'm thinking. But maybe earlier as well. You never know, man. Let's see how, let's see how the universe works. It. But yeah, so Fade Away. Uh, yeah, so it's tune off of my EP. It's basically, so the, the chorus is that sometimes I fade away, loud as I practice our blaze today. Floating on waves and I sail away, rolling the loud as a haze today. So it's more like just a wavy, like chilled sort of, um, yeah, just talking about like smoking and just chilling sort of thing. That's like the chorus, but then the verse, I wouldn't even have to describe it. It's a bit of everything, basically, but I talk about a couple of different subjects in the in the uh, verse and that. And yeah, man, it's just a good vibe. It's just a very good vibe, nice song sort of thing. Yeah, man. Excellent stuff. What's your musical history? How long have you been writing and performing and recording music? So in terms of like recording, the first song I ever done, um, I'm not sure specific like dates, but I was year six. So, yeah, it was ages and ages ago, basically. So I'm 24 now, maybe 14 years max. Okay. So, yeah, the first song I ever recorded, we were just at a guy's house in, like, Belvedere. And then, like, we was all sort of scared to jump on the mic. And we didn't really know what to say and that. Like, it was all offbeat. It was a big mess, basically. Like, But there was a big period of the time where I just wasn't, I didn't do anything musical. And then, yeah, then we started working a bit more again and then getting into a different routine sort of thing, musically. When you were younger, who was your musical influences and how have they changed till now? And is there one that stuck with you? 
So I feel like my musical influences of a more recent time are like older artists, mm. so as in like artists that our generation probably wouldn't really listen to, like the Otis Reddings, Aretha Franklin's, Nina Simone. Oh, mate. You get it? Like, so that was my, that's more of my more recent influences. But all, from young, my influences, uh, there were made, a lot of the like big artists that you know nowadays in terms of in like buying music, is that like Skepta, um, from my younger days, Lethal Bizzle was a big influence. Uh, Getz was probably one of the biggest influences. Uh, G H E W T S. So Getz is a grime artist from London as well, and he, I think, he was the one that really inspired me a lot in terms of musically. In it, so I'd say Getz was probably, yeah, one of my top inspirations. But there was a, there was loads of different inspirations. Like even in terms of grime music, uh, there was like a group in Thamesmead before called TBM, and they used to make a lot of grime music back in the day. And so we used to listen to a lot of their stuff. Yeah, there was just loads. Even like in terms of like diss tracks and that, there were certain artists that were like dissing each other from like when we were really young, basically. Mm. So it's just something we've grown up with around the area. So the musical influences, first I'd say, first and foremost come from my local area. But then when I watched uh, channels, I used to go to my friend's house called Timmy. And then we used to watch Channel U at her house. Our older brothers used to play it. So that's when we first started hearing the Lethal Bizzles and the Skeptors and the, yeah, man. Good stuff. Excellent. Coming from that to Otis Redding, it's amazing because I've always liked Otis Redding's music and Aretha Franklin. Yeah, man. Beautiful, man. Real beautiful, soulful music. Man. When you get older, you you do find your music taste seem to go backwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you delve into the history of different musics and uh, what yeah what certain people achieved and what they've done and their rises and falls. Like even Nina Simone, she went from really like, you get a top level, top level artist to like bottom back to the very basics basically so mm. yeah man good stuff yeah it's crazy man okay what are your upcoming plans i know you can't do tours and gigs at the moment but some people are finding little gigs here and there have you got any new releases coming up music videos or even insta live videos yeah so when it comes to releases i'm probably not going to release anything this year hmm. i did just for like everything that's happened and everything that might happen that we don't even know about what's coming it's a jinx um <laughs> yeah we literally i literally don't know basically so in terms of um music maybe like other people's tunes that i'm on might come out but i probably won't release nothing this year but um in terms of next year ideally for my birthday i want to drop the ship cp so that's like solidified sort of thing, February 22nd. And then I've got, I'm working on another EP with one of my friends, Alex, basically, he's my friend's little brother. And we found out he makes beats recently. <laughs> <laughs> or, we, or we've known for ages, but he's only, we've only just met up with him recently. So um, we're working with my, uh, my pal Alex W as well. Yeah, man. So we've just been trying to create, his sound's extremely different as well. He's like a producer from Abbey Woods mm. and he was started making instrumentals when he was at 12 and he's at 20 now. But he's just always been in the bedroom. He's never known anything but the bedroom in terms of music side. So now we're working and hopefully take that sound worldwide. You get it. Okay. Tell us about your social media link so we can all check it out. It's at Jabs22. So that's at J-A-B-Z-Z-22. So two Zs for the Instagram, but one Z for the Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just Jake Jabs on Facebook. Yeah, so all, all three platforms, I'm always sharing different content and stuff in here. If you see my Instagram story every day, I'm doing the odd things here and there anyway. So I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll snap when I'm in the studio recording and, yeah, things like that, man. Yeah, it's really good, though. Yeah, man. Good, good. Okay. Is there anything else you want to mention or tell us before we play your song? Well, as well as the Ships EP, uh, I've got another song, actually, with my friend John Charles or Johnny Clopo, some people know him as, and that's an absolute wavy banger, basically, proper good song. But yeah, that should be coming out next year as well. 
Yeah, man. So we just, yeah, I'm just trying to work with local people, basically, my local artists, see what we can do. I'm even, I've got like a slack project idea where we're like, we're going to get like a band together as well, just from literally different people that I've known that play different instruments. Because I, I met my friend in college, for example, who's a really good drummer. Then this guy I used to work with is like a good bassist. So we're going to try maybe get a live elements kind of project going as well. Because we feel like musically, in our generation, no one really does much with live instruments. Obviously, rightly so as well, because we're going into the technological age. But um, yeah, so we're going to try to get that done as well. Try to get some live music sort of sorted out as well. I like that. Yeah. I love that. I love instruments and people playing them. It makes it feel more real. Yeah, um, I feel like people interact with it. I feel like it's more soulful. You know, when you hear the strings and that live, mm. it's a lot, yeah, man, it's a lot nicer than just hearing electro. Everyone hears electronic music every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just another part of us trying to be different, basically. And yeah. Yeah, because there's so many people in Nabbywood and Thamesmead and the local area that are musical that just need to get together and talk. And Yeah, yeah definitely, just... man. Yeah, I feel like everyone, what I've realised now is all the artists that I've ever met in my area, they all want everyone in our area to do well. But it's like, it's like what I said the other day, my mate agreed with me as well, it's like, it's like 100 units of one trying to reach them for one bigger goal when it could be a hundred, like a one unit of 100. Hmm. You know what I mean? But obviously no one wants that and it's all political and different people have different ideas and da, da, da. But yeah, man, hopefully one day someone, because I feel like, I personally feel like in our area, once one person gets really big, it will open up the door for a lot of more people in that area. Same, so the same sort of thing happened with Stormzy as well. Hmm. so yeah man hopefully that happens in our area soon and we'll get everyone get cracking and get this money man (laughs) get some green yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it'd be nice man (laughs) i meant green money not green drugs by the way (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, i know i know i know (laughs) oh brilliant oh thank you for coming on it's been really cool talking to you that's all right man no worries man that's all good do you want to introduce your song yo what's good it's your boy jabs uh inside with austin and uh this one's called fade away man i hope you like it if you like it Love. If you don't, you don't. It is is. Take a look, Ashley. Hey. Wave shit. Woo. Sometimes I fade away, loud as all packs, I blaze today. Floating on waves and I sail away, rolling the loudest of haze today. Sometimes I fade away, loud as all packs, I blaze today. Floating on waves and I sail away, rolling the loudest of haze today. Roll loud in abundance, steer clear from them feds and attractions. I just wanna float on the waves of life, never again wanna be down in a dungeon. Keep shit real with my bros in a London. I don't take XTC, but loud on a low man of function. Real smart lad, contact man for Dunson. If they do, then they get bun or Bunsen. 3,300 degrees, still won't see a man melt like tungsten. All they see is jabs and straights, I've been trained for the punches. Young boys groomed and sent off to Kunchan. Man, I really pray God blesses those tugs them. Man, I really pray for the tugs them. Man, I really pray for the tugs. Find peace when I'm on a bun buds. Everybody out living for the cashew, hence why society's nuts. Nitties on road searching for the butts while some man feel that pain so goddamn deep they cuts. Then you got me here rolling on my buds like. 
Sometimes I fade away Loudest old packs, yes I blaze today Floating on waves and I sail away Rolling the loudest of haze today Sometimes I fade away Loudest old packs, yes I blaze today Floating on waves and I sail away Rolling the loudest of haze today Sometimes I fade, fade Loudest old packs, yes I blaze, blaze Floating on, floating on waves, waves Rolling the loudest of haze, haze Sometimes I fade, fade Loudest old packs, yes I blaze, blaze Floating on, floating on waves, waves Rolling the loudest of haze, haze. Next, I'm talking to Loz from the Pleasure Dome. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. How about yourself? I'm okay, good. How are you doing in the first lockdown? I'll say the first one, because it looks like we're heading for a second one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you get much work done? Uh, yeah, it was okay. Um, myself and Bobby, the singer, lived together, so we kind of, uh, was quite lucky in that sense. We did a couple of like acoustic streams and kept busy in that sense. We kept busy. We, we, we're trying to keep as busy as we can, really, considering the uh, circumstances. Good stuff. Okay, in a minute we're going to listen to your song, but can you tell us the story behind the song, and is it a standalone single, or is it part of an album or an EP? It's a standalone single, so it's the fourth single we've released uh, since January. Right. We've got an EP maybe coming next year, and we're recording down in Brighton and do a double A side. It's been such a great response from it, to be honest. Like People just seem to really like it, which is good, obviously, for us. So um, it's a kind of a personal song for Bobby, who wrote the song, but um, really happy with the way, it's, the way it's been received. What is your musical history? How long have you been writing, recording yourself, and how long have you been in the band? Well, I've been playing in bands personally since I was about uh, probably like 14 or 15. I'm 32 now, so most of my life. Uh, well, the majority of my life, anyway. Um, we've all played in numerous bands over the years. It's kind of just what we do. I used to play in a punk band. I used to play in a grunge band. I used to play in a folk band as well. Yeah, I like that. You've got lots of different styles. I love it. Yeah, yeah. We feel like we're all at a point now where we've been doing it for long enough and uh, we're kind of experienced enough to be able to play our instruments well and write good songs. So, um, yeah, we're giving it a good old go. <laughs> yeah. Who were your influences in music growing up and how have they changed over the time? And is there one that stayed with you the most? Well, for me personally, um, one of the earliest memories of like listening to guitar bands was uh, Bleach by Nirvana. Thank you. I think the same with us all really, all kind of grunge era, big influence on us. Um, Bobby has always been a Libertines fan. Hmm. I grew up with bands like Biffy Clyro and Ruben, a Million Dead. I'm also a massive folkhead. So, um, Love Bob Dylan, Neil Young as well. He's one of my heroes. Tom Petty. But there's there's just constantly, there's so much good music at the moment, like all, all the time as well. It really frustrates me when people have a, a conversation with someone about kind of modern guitar music. Hmm. They don't really have any idea that there is still good music being produced and there is, there's so much, so much good stuff at the moment. Um, the band I'm listening to a lot at the moment called BDR MM, Bedroom, um, Really good, kind of like shoegaze band. I'd probably say Nirvana, one of the biggest influences on us, I guess. What are your upcoming plans? Do you have any new releases coming out, or music videos, or gigs, or do you do like um, Insta live videos at all, anything like that? Uh, we've actually got um, 
a Facebook street live stream on Thursday. We try and do one every one or twice um, every couple of months just to kind of keep keep the traction going and no plans on releasing yet, but uh, hopefully it'll be this year. If not, certainly early next year. Cool. Right, so we can catch up with this video. Can you tell us all of your social media links? The Instagram is the Pleasure Dome Band. Facebook is the Pleasure Dome. And there is there is actually an 80s tribute band called Pleasure Dome or um, so we're trying to overtake them on Google Presence at the moment. Hmm. And that'll be the same on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, or you just... Yeah, yeah. yeah we're on Spotify as well and Bandcamp as well, if anyone wants to buy any merch of us. <laughs> what have you got merch-wise? Uh, we've got some T-shirts and we've got some posters, badges. Uh, they're all kind of like limited edition, so once they're gone, they're gone. Hmm. Good stuff. Thank you for coming on, sir. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. Do you want to introduce your song? This is the Pleasure Dome, and the song is called This Room is for Gold, and there is no use for it.
Next, I'm talking to Telemarine about the song Stratosphere. Hello, guys. How are you? Yeah, hello. Joss here. I'm all right, dealing with the vagaries of modern life. It's <laughs> a joy right about now for everybody. But yeah, cracking on, mate. Yeah, all good right. Stuff. Yeah, Adam here. I'm all good. Thanks very much. Good, good, good. How was your lockdown, the first one? We say the first one because there's another one coming. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, um, some may say, entirely predictable. Um, I did. Musically, musically, <laughs> musically was really good because obviously, you know, you, you, you've locked inside and got more time and all of that. Having said that, I don't have kids. Adam has three kids. Yeah. His views may differ a little on this point, but that's all right. We just we just got to get on with it at the moment, really, haven't we? Yeah. Got it, it, it was what it was, and we survived. So uh, <laughs> that's the main thing. Yeah. Sim- similar back to many, I guess. You know. Good stuff, right? In a minute, we're going to listen to Stratosphere. But can you tell us the story behind the song, and is it part of an album EP or a standalone single? That's a good question. It is the first track on a three-track EP called, imaginatively, the Stratosphere EP, which comes from a forthcoming album called Frequency, which we've, well, we completed it a little few months back, but then obviously we've been fiddling, etc., etc., as is everybody's want in the modern age of digital equipment. So that will be out towards the end of the year. This EP is coming out on Intersona Records on 7th of October. It will be on all platforms. But the history of the track, actually the riff in Stratosphere that comes in up at a minute 30, piano riff, and this is a lesson for other musicians without wishing to sound patronising or younger musicians. It comes from a track Adam did 15 years ago, 14 years ago. Probably, yeah, something like that, one of the older tracks. Yeah, it was one of the older tracks, which I'd remixed at the time. And then when we started working together about five years ago, Adam and I, then we've known each other for 20 years. We've done two albums previous to this. He dug up this track, sent it to me uh, out of the blue, and that was the start, really, of... Actually, I think we'd already started work on the album a bit by then, but we had a clear... Yeah. I think it's fair to say, Adam, that we had a sort of... We had a fairly clear idea that the previous album was all essentially in one track, really, over 26 minutes, all linked together, see, yeah, segued together, all of that. This, we wanted to be shorter, in inverted commas, a bit poppier sort of thing. That's fair enough, Adam, isn't it, I think? Yeah, that, that's fair enough. I think, as I said, the previous album was... We started off as all one track, which you know, sort of bled into another, which bled into another, you know, designed to be listened to as like a whole, a whole piece. Whereas with this one, we thought, right, let's do the opposite. Let's just sort of do, you know, two, three, four minute tracks, you know, different in style, but yet yeah, hopefully still linking together. People can hear hear where we're coming from. Um, and this is an old little riff I had knocking around, um, as just said, from uh, many moons ago. So I thought uh, it had some value. So we took it out and we started playing with it. And then uh, this, this track sort of was born of that, really. I'm just going to add, go back to the point that sort of slipped in there that my father's an artist as well. As he says, never throw anything away. Mm. Even if you don't finish it, just leave it. Because at some point, drunkenly or whatever, you'll come back to it and think, actually, that bit's really good. Well, it's true because 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I was writing an album myself and um, I had some guitar riffs that I'd recorded and I thought, these are really good. I'm going to do these same with these one day. And I forgot all about them. And the other day I was driving home and I started doing this in my head. I was thinking, no, this is such a good, where do I know this from? Who did this? And I'm trying to think for ages. I'm doing the searches online and it wasn't until yesterday or the day before I realised it was my own... Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've, we've all been there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 mate. That's a familiar lying in bed at night thinking that's a really good tune. That's a really good yeah, I like this one, dude. Yeah, I wish I could use that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you find that in your hard drive. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your musical history? Singly, how long have you been writing and together? How long have you been together? Uh, I'll let you take that one, Adam, first. Well, I, uh, well, I think we, we both sort of followed similar paths, really. You know, we're both of a, of a certain age where uh, we sort of grew up as a uh, 
you know, MIDI and house music exposure sort of happened. And, uh, you know, I've always been playing with sort of keyboards and tape recorders and stuff as a kid. And just, you know, as the technology advanced and became affordable, uh, you know, I was able to pick up various you know, bits of MIDI kit on the old Atari ST and just sort of just kept going. So you know, I've always, always made music. And it was only really sort of like the mid to late 90s where, I guess, uh, you know, after years of practice, <laughs> things became good enough for them to start to release club tracks on underground labels and stuff and did a bit of DJing and whatnot. Uh, and sort of followed that path a little bit, but always sort of did the more weirdly experimental stuff on the side. Um, and then met Joss through a, a, a mutual label manager on one of the underground labels we were, who was also releasing sort of clubby tracks. Became friends and then, you know, we were friends for at least 20 years before we decided, hang on a minute, let's, let's try and do something together. Um, and then that's when this sort of project sort of started, really. Yeah, it's, it's um, mine's a bit different in that my, I was originally from New Zealand, came to the UK bravely following my parents at the age of three. Um, and I, they, I, I'm used to remembering things when things happen, but about eight, eight or nine, they said, you're going to learn a musical instrument. And I opted for the drums, which they vetoed immediately. So I then learned piano up to grade, I never did grade eight, but I got up that far. It became too mathematical for me at that point. But I went to a music school, ramshackle music school at weekends. And then like Adam, just start playing with stuff, basically. Uh, messing around. I worked much more on hardware sequences to start with. Adam was much more advanced in terms of using computer stuff. But then, so at one point, I probably, with another friend, probably 20 pieces of outboard kit. I now have a sound card and a PC, <laughs> you know, and uh, a little good, really good field recorder, which is very helpful. So that's it, basically. And a microphone, just in case. Um, but yeah, as Adam says, we knew each other for many years before we start working together. And then, cut a long story short, Adam's idea, I don't know whether you know about Oblique Strategies, which, mm. in which Brian Eno is involved. We just started throwing four eight bar clips at one another, you know, just drum loops or, or melodic eight bars or whatever, but then asking the other person to do kind of the opposite of what they would normally do. Mm. And it just went from there, mate, to be honest, by the joys of Dropbox. <laughs> Technology has very much aided what we do, digital workflows. We couldn't do it without without the internet. It wouldn't work the way that we operate. So, especially yeah. now in this time and the moment. <laughs> yes, mate. Yes, our, our output would have taken a nosedive in the last few months. With it, <laughs> were it not for the internet. Yes, mate. Yeah. Who were your influences in music growing up when you were little, and how have they changed till now? And and is there one that stuck with you all the way through? <laughs> Adam and I have some differences of opinion on this. Um, we're actually about to do our top ten albums independently of one another for Instagram. <laughs> uh, mine, I loathe to say it in some ways, but Jean-Michel Jarre. Right. Probably the first person that I lay in bed listening to on very cheap Sanyo headphones with massive red uh, foam on them, which I thought were the bees and knees of audio. Uh, don't get me wrong, Jean-Michel Jarre's albums are basically rubbish, but I disagree. massive, <laughs> massively influential for me. And also, and here Adam will disagree again, uh, Peter Gabriel for me, right. hugely influential. I think Peter Gabriel. He's quite venerated, but I think I think he's still underappreciated in lots of ways. The stuff he did with production and Fairlights and all of that, and working with Kate Bush and etc. and Daniel Lanoir, uh, you know, massively influential for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, we know very similar to Justin. I know Jean-Michel Jarre was the first, you know, when I was nine years old, heard one of his albums, and it's completely blew my mind. I mean, he gets a bad press now, but I think, uh, you know, at some point he's going to uh, unfortunately pass away. And when he does, I think people will, you know, will actually look back and say, actually, he was very influential. Mm. He doesn't deserve uh, 
the grief he gets, you know, compared to the, you know, the Kraftworks and the, the Tangerine Dreams and stuff. But certainly for me, he was the first one that set me off on this road. And then electronic labels and stuff, you know, I've always like, you know, again, the Cure are massive and still are a massive influence on me. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So yeah. only sort of alternative, a bit edgy, but uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Some of the things we like, you know, we like the same things, but other things we like completely different things. Yeah, cool. As a word of warning to more casual listeners, um, made the mistake of going to a Tangerine Dream gig maybe two years ago now. I can't remember at the Barbican or the Festival Hall because I really like the sound, the, the track that's on Risky Business soundtrack, Tom Cruise. Huh. Don't go to a Tangerine gig. <laughs> it's two and a half hours of pure prog. And very old men, we're all dancing out of time. <laughs> we were the youngest in the audience by far, I think. <laughs> we, were, we were indeed. It was a long evening. <laughs> it really was. There's only so many keyboard solos I can handle. None, <laughs> generally. Okay. Have you got any upcoming plans that you can tell us about, whether it's new releases, uh, music videos, or even if it's online? I know it's going to be difficult for you to do, but like, you know, Insta Live videos, anything like that, that a lot of people are doing now, Facebook Live? Uh, yeah, so cutting again a long story short, Melanie, who we're working with as our designer, she, she has all the contacts in the music industry, mm-hmm. got to stage because we spent a lot of time on Frequency, a lot of time on the CP, and we needed the graphics and video stuff behind it. So she's done three video clips for the promo clips for the three tracks on the EP. But she's also done a longer form video for Monochrome, which is also on the EP. Uh, there's another video coming she's working on, which will be a full length video for one of those tracks. We've got the album coming probably by the end of the year. I would say it's all done. Um, but it's just sort of distribute normal distribution, et cetera, et cetera, stuff. Oh, the other thing we're very interested in doing is any remix work. We've both done, particularly Adam, done a lot of remix stuff in the past, sometimes under hidden guises. So anything like that. But really, we're really concentrating on the album and more supporting material around that at this stage. But you're right, those Instagram live video stuff is quite interesting, I think. It's, it's something we talked about very briefly, but I think it is by the sort of end of the year, maybe the new year, we're definitely going to try and do more things like that. I think it'll be interesting for us just to both just to both to see what happens. You know, it's not something we've done before, so uh, it could yeah. be fun. It could be fun. Well, the thing is, I mean, a lot of people, obviously, you, you really need to be in the same room, but you can't, I mean, you can on Instagram do um where you can join each other and exactly, do it separately yes. yeah so i mean that would be very interesting to do if you could get that right yeah i think that we do know we have talked about it and it is something that i'm trying to push for mm. um because as you say it would just be interesting to see what happens you know who, yeah. who knows yeah it, it, we, we do obviously we have to work around covid restrictions which are as we've discussed earlier are likely to become more severe looking at things but yeah instagram is Instagram's really interesting, I think. Um, of all the social media platforms, that seems to be the one that uh, everybody acknowledges for music stuff, video work, etc. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly powerful. So, yeah, um, it's just working out the methodology, to be honest. But this, just a brief aside, uh, during lockdown, I watched a lot of um, DJ uh, clips on YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. from their rooms, etc., etc. Yeah. And it really, and Adam's been working on some more clubby-based material as well, which I've been working on with him, production-wise. So I think there'll be more of that. I think our next stuff, our frequency, will be more club-oriented in what we do. Because um, mm. we just get a bit bored doing the same genre all the time. And we produce a lot of material. So I think that'll be next cab off the rank musically, I suspect. Yeah. Speaking of Facebook, speaking of Instagram, can you give us all of your social media links so we can find you? On Instagram, it's at Tullamarine Music. It's all on the website. So it's www.tullamarine.co.uk. Basically, we chose the name Tullamarine. A, because we like the word, but B, the domain was free. Nobody else uses it, so we're really quite easy. If you type in Tullamarine Music, you will find us on any platform. Excellent. 
Right. Is there anything else you want to mention or tell us about before we play the song? I hope people enjoy it. That's it, really. It's got an intellectual exercise. It's an emotional exercise. Music deserves an emotional response. If it's not there, you can't make it happen. So I hope people get that from it. Good stuff. Thank you so much for coming on. Cool. Thank you. Do you want to introduce your song? Well, here we go. This is uh, Stratosphere, the the first uh, track by EP uh, from Telemarine. We hope you enjoy it.
Next, I'm talking to Greg and Will from Regrets about Deceit. Hello, guys. How are you? Hey. Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing, man? I'm okay. How are you with lockdown in general? Did you get much writing done or not? Not really. No. I read a few practices, but nothing. Nothing good. Yeah. <laughs> not let's, just, really. let's just hope we don't go back into another lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> hope so. <laughs> let's see. In a minute, we're going to play Deceit. Can you tell us the story behind that song? And is it part of an album or an EP? Or is it a standalone single? So it's part of a of an EP. It's basically the single that we released when the EP came out, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just like a four-song EP called Nightmares. It's got a lot of meaning behind it, but it's not necessarily written about anyone or anything. It's just like a, an afterthought, if you like. It kind of just flowed off the tongue at the time, you know? Excellent stuff. Okay. What is your history in music, both of you, separately and together? How long have you been writing and recording, and how long have you been a band? We started July, August 2018. Right. We'd both been doing music before, but we wanted a bit of a change. So we, we started up Regrets and uh, right from the offset, you know, we didn't mess about. We were straight into writing songs, jamming. It wasn't very hard in the beginning. You know, it just felt natural. Just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Have you been writing all your life or just recently? Well, I've been playing the drums for about 10 years. But as far as actual music writing goes, that's still quite new to me. You know, just the last EP I did probably about 50% of the lyrics. Okay, cool. Well, and I shared it. What about yourself, Will? How long have you been writing music? I started playing music at like 16, I think, and right. um, been in a few bands before uh, Regrets. So been writing for quite a while mm-hmm. um, in different bands, uh, but it didn't work out really with the other ones. So That's a good thing because you're in this band now. Yeah, so it's... exactly. It's a good thing. Cool. What were your musical influences, both of you growing up, and how have they changed over the years? And is there one particular artist or band that's still with you now oh man i was brought up with my dad's music which was uh sabbath mm. acdc metallica a lot of uh, nirvana foo fighters queens of stone age that kind of stuff but yeah cool when i got a bit older i started listening to the more modern you know hardcore punk rock kind of stuff wills you're you're mainly metal yeah i grew up basically listening to like blink 182 green day that kind of stuff then mm. turn into punk rock with Rancid and then gradually started listening to like metal and hardcore. It's like Deftones or like Converge. Yeah. So that kind of bands. A lot of people have mentioned Deftones lately. It's interesting. <laughs> They're definitely a good band. <laughs> yeah, it's just that a lot of people that I spoke to before they're like, who are they? I said, you, you don't know them. And they said, no. I was like, okay, listen to them. And then come back to me and they say, oh my God, where have, where have they been in my whole life? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Deftones are brilliant. But yeah. if you look at their development over the years, their first record was heavy as anything, and then they started to sort of ease it out a bit. I think. Mm. Yeah, I suppose they got got mellow as they older, uh, as they older, yeah. as they got older. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. What are your upcoming plans in the next near future? I mean, do you have any new releases coming out or music videos we can look at? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, we're trying to write an album at the moment. Okay, um, so that's the plan. And then in the pipeline, we have like a live session that we gonna book soon but that's about it really is that online or is that um somewhere else yeah that would be like on youtube okay excellent i was gonna ask you if you do insta live or facebook live but yeah youtube live you mean yeah yeah any idea when that's gonna be so end of october good stuff sort of halloween area yeah good yeah yeah. (laughs) excellent tell us your social media links we can all look at you and check you out yeah we have a website it's called uh, regretsisaband.co.uk so pretty much everything's on there all the links to like instagram uh, Twitter, Facebook, and all that, YouTube as well. So, yeah, regrets is a band.co.uk. Okay, is there anything else you want to mention or talk about before we play your song? 
No, you go right ahead, bro. Really, really appreciate you coming on. It's been really cool. Yeah, good to talk to you, mate. Oh, thank you for having us. Do you want to introduce your song? This is Warren Greg from Regrets, and you're about to listen to our song Deceit from our debut EP, Nightmares. Regrets and Deceit. Next up is Karma by a Human Electrical Resource. I want to thank all my guests. I'll see you again next week. Goodbye. You think you can do well, say what you want, insult the creator and the moralize. You liable. The people you say you love Karma's gonna give